here we are picking back up off of where we left off last week. This is part two of the one giant show that just kind of went long. So stay tuned and enjoy. And as always, we appreciate you listening. Okay, um, I'm going to switch up the topics a little bit. Well, a little bit, but like this is how if you... If, they if, go hand in hand, right? If this show has... If you've listened to this show and you're like, damn, I'm not as good of a leader as I thought because I am fearful that somebody's going to take my job. Or I do... I always flex by doing it for them instead of showing them how to do it, right? Here's where you can start is understanding the difference between an excuse and a reason. <clears throat> and excuses run ramp like excuses are the biggest epidemic in the world. We come up with excuses for everything, right? Excuses and, and here's the difference between an excuse and a reason. An excuse is what we tell ourselves for why something could or couldn't be done. Reasons are the factual explanation for why things happen. Okay. There's a massive difference there. Winners don't use excuses. Winners understand reasoning and then overcome all the excuses. So let me give you some examples. Okay. If you're in I'm the, listening. if you're in the sales role, okay. An excuse would be, I didn't make the sale because they couldn't get approved for financing. A reason would be, I didn't make the sale because I couldn't find them financing they could get approved for. Okay? The main, as I run through these, the main difference between an excuse and a reason is an excuse puts the responsibility and the accountability on something other than yourself. A reason accepts full responsibility on you. Okay? So, an excuse is they didn't buy because they're getting other bids. A reason is I didn't offer enough value with my bid for them to pick me. Okay? Say that again. I didn't offer them enough value with my bid for them to choose me. Okay? An excuse is they need to talk to their spouse. A reason is I failed to include the spouse in the conversation. Okay? An excuse is they need to think about it. A reason is I failed to put together my presentation in a way so that they could make the decision immediately. An excuse is we were out of X material on the truck. A reason is I failed to keep up with my truck stock. An excuse is my alarm didn't go off. <clears throat> a reason is I didn't double check my alarm last night before I went to bed. Right? An excuse is the gas station was busy, so I was late. A reason is I failed to get gas last night when I wouldn't risk being late if it was busy. Okay? Now, these may seem trivial. And if you're an excuse maker, you're disagreeing with me on almost every single one of these. Can't help my alarm. Can't help that they need to talk to their spouse. Can't help that you sometimes you run out of stuff. Right? Well, Whoever is listening to this and siding on the excuse side of things, you got a lot of fucking growing up to do because you aren't going to make it anywhere if you keep making excuses and you keep pushing the responsibility and the accountability on anybody else but you, right? If you noticed in all these examples, all the excuses started with they or an, uh, putting the blame on another object. All the reasons started with I, okay? Austin, Austin said this the other day. 
Um, after that, one of the Chiefs' first losses of the season, Austin at the bit. I know. <laughs> Austin said that we have this funny thing that we do with like our sports teams that we're fans of. When our sports teams win, we say we won. But when our sports teams lose, they say, yeah, they blew it. They lost, right? We won, they lost. We even do it with sports teams that we're fans of. I say we lost. I, I try to, I, I to remove yeah. I from my vocabulary unless I'm talking about me. Like if someone says, how the Chiefs play? I'm like, we lost. Right. Like I, that's just, and, and I don't like want to take anything away from what you're saying, but like I'm so invested with my sports teams. Like, yeah. Like I've grown up here, like they are mine, right? You know what I mean. Or, so or it's just like with the Chiefs' recent loss, uh, you know, dropping passes and stuff like that. It's like, God, dude, catch the everybody. Damn ball, everybody man. wants to blame the guy who dropped the pass, and it's like, hold on, there's a whole fucking team there, right? The quarterback may may have been able to throw it better if, dude, if those balls were right in their face. I, no, I get it, but you got to catch the ball. The, like, you that's catch, personal responsibility. Like no, you got to catch the ball. I totally understand. But how many plays happened in that game? Hundreds, right? You can't blame usually the, it's usually it's sixty and sixty offensive plays. Okay, average game. You can't blame the game on the one guy who dropped the one pass. Now I get it. Like on the Chiefs one, it would have been a touchdown and all that stuff. I totally get oh, no, it. No, I I wasn't saying that. Like their thing was the major. All of the drops combined. All of the drops combined, yeah. but not, also... Not the one guy. Not the one... I'm not saying the one guy, but like all of them combined. Yeah. But... And really, it was probably Travis's fumble at the 10. Like, well... What are you doing, bro? But it, like all of... Like you could go with Travis, that with any of them, right? Yeah. But, well, Pat, how you throw... But uh, let's flip it around. Hey, defense, how about you get a fucking turnover, right? Hey, run game, how about you step it up since our offense, our our pass game isn't working? That's on Andy. You'll run the ball, dude. But but what run I'm saying is everyone ball. likes to focus. Everyone is so entrenched on finding excuses that they're, they'll take blame out of everywhere and pigeonhole it on one person, right? Well, that's... We win as a team and we lose as a team. And if one guy drops a pass, okay, yeah, you got a job to do. You got to do better. However, we all share ownership in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and here's the cool part about it. All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. <laughs> Tra uh, um, uh, Mahomes, in perspective to the Chiefs, Mahomes has never once blamed his receivers for dropping passes. He's had all the golden opportunities. I mean, he's had them just freaking handed because to him. Because he's on a leader. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That dropped course. that dropped pass for a touchdown to Marquez Valdez Scanton. Yeah. You he's know, like, Mahomes. Mahomes says, I, shorter. "Yeah, I could have thrown that ball a little closer. I yeah. could have not let him so much. Yeah, right? a half yard shorter, he probably catches it. Maybe. Right. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is like we were so ingrained." To find the excuse, well, that it, it, it's a huge responsibility shift 
to start a, taking responsibility for it a, instead. It is human nature to not take responsibility. Yeah. Because we all want to not be at fault for mistakes or yeah. problems. Um, so as you were going like through those, like all of those things that you listed have one thing in common. And ugh, like, I, like, I don't want to get like biblical or like humankind on you, but like all of those things are selfishness versus mm-hmm. selflessness. Yeah. Right. What we want to do is always be selfish. Like right. it's in our nature to be selfish, selfish. Sorry. You have to consciously think I don't want to be selfish and I have to take the blame on this. Right. Like that is the great divider between leaders and followers. It's the great divider between men and animal. Like that's just, it's so basic and instinct. Right. And that's just like, I don't want to simplify it and I don't want to, um, say that it's just so easy to do that because it's not, but that's literally the dividing line is well, and- put yourself in the position to say, it's my fault. Right. I did that. Be selfless. Right. Like that's what leaders do. And they are selfless. They like, like you were saying about with Patrick Mahomes. Hey, I should have thrown that half a yard shorter. Right. Travis Kelsey said, I can't fumble the ball at the five yard line. Right. I can't do that. That's selfless. That's taking the blame on yourself. Even um, Andy Reid says stuff like that all the time. Like, yeah. hey, I got to make a better call in that position. Yeah. I've got to run the ball more. Yeah. I, 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 I. Yeah. Or, or he'll you, say, we have to do better. Yeah. When you say we and I, and you throw yourself in front of your team, regardless of what it is, sports, business, the sales team, the management team, no matter what it is, you have to take the blame as the leader. Mm-hmm. And you have to set the example. That's just, that's how it is. Right. So where a lot of companies go wrong with this is they'll they'll say things like people don't quit jobs, they quit bad leaders, right? They, they like to, they, they quit bad managers. we about that a lot, yeah. 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 Well, the problem is in a lot of organizations, they like to say that, but then they don't yeah, empower they do their it. own yeah. manager to, do it. to yeah. lead in a way to where the guy doesn't want to quit. Right? Especially and, in big companies. And I've Especially got personal experience with that. Yeah. I was pigeonholed to lead a certain way and that forced guys to quit. And then when the guys would quit because I'm not allowed to lead like I want, then they would say, guys, don't quit the team. They quit the manager. You're the reason guys are quitting. And it's like, dude, I, I if, don't, if I could lead the way I wanted, they wouldn't be leaving. I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to. like. We've talked about this a lot on the show. Like you and I are completely different. Like I never would have had the patience to stay there because I'd have looked him right in the eye and been like, this is fucking on you. No, right. I came to you and I said, I want to run these guys this way. Yep. And now look what's happened. Right. Like, and, and it's a difficult situation to be in, especially if you're in a big company and you're making some serious Jack and your family's depending on you to bring that Jack home yeah. and you've built a certain lifestyle like, yeah. you know, we talk about that in trade wins a lot. Like, hey, like you have gone out on your own 
and you are now expected to bring that jack in, but you don't have someone lording over you now. Right. Now it's on you. You have the freedom to do that. Yeah. Like it scares them That's, just as much as it scared them to not stand up to their boss before. Well, you and, know? And, and so like the way that that company runs their management team, they had a massive turnover problem regardless. before, I, before yeah. I went there. Yeah, regardless right? who's there. Like literally when that company brought me on, they said your goal is $8 million in revenue, but you got two guys that buy those two guys alone is $2.5 million. Each one of those guys does $1.25 million a year. So you got a team of 25 plumbers and two of them are achieving a quarter of your goal. All you got to do is get the other 23 plumbers to do 6 million in revenue. Yeah. Right. Well, in the time that, so that interview happened, I started the company two weeks later and in that two week period, those top two guys left. Yeah. Okay. But then of course they're, why'd they leave? Because of bad management, bad leadership. By you or the, Previous, I wasn't even there yet. Previous. Okay, right? gotcha. And so I leave. Just trying to or, fill some gaps. Yeah. So they, those two guys leave the, the company. Did you go to them and say, hey, go. so what do we do now? Yeah, so what do we I, do now? I show just... up and I'm like, hey, wait, I thought a quarter of my goal was already met. And they're like, yeah, that's going to be tough. You're going to have to figure that out, right? So I just they, walk into my office, giving them the they, finger, they, like, they, as I walk back, like, would it go, like, really? Well, they kept the goal the same, right? Of and course we, they did, because they're shitheads. We still did $8 million that year. Still found a way to make it happen, Right. But yeah. because my leadership style was different, they eventually asked that I resign. And then when I asked them why, they cited the number of people that have left under my tenure. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and they, they cited like seven people. Okay. Two of the seven left before I ever even started. Two of the seven that they, they were including in that were the two guys that quit before my first yeah. day on the job. Right. Yeah. That's two, how, two more of the people mm-hmm. that quit. I'm trying not to interrupt you. It, yeah. it, it makes me mad. Like that kind of stuff makes me mad. Yeah. Two more of the people that quit. So now we're up to four of the seven. Those two that quit were people that I told them I don't want on my team. Like they, they interviewed and I said, nope, they are not our caliber. We don't want them. And the general manager hired them behind my back anyway. And then they show up in my office one day reporting for work. And I'm like, what are you, you doing here? And they, well, this guy hired me. You got to be shitting me. Like, and of course they don't work out and somehow that's my fault. Like yeah. I told you not to hire them. You hire them anyway. Yeah. Of course they don't work out. Yeah. And Dude, I, yeah. So what I'm saying is there are some organizations where you can't lead like what we're talking about. Right. However, um, get yourself out of that organization as fast as you can and go to one that you can thrive in is what I'll say. At yeah. that organization, I went on antidepressants because I was so, handicapped and, and bound to their leadership style that I was well, not able to do you, what I wanted to do. It wasn't right? that you were handicapped. It's that you were forced to be someone that you weren't. Right. You know what I mean? Like literally they tried to mold you into someone that was not Mitch Smedley. Right. But had his same skill set. Right. Like that's, <clears throat> that's part of the problem. We're going to get off topic. That's part of the problem with like the American culture as far as, like we're all gonna do this and we're gonna be great and we're gonna roll and we're gonna everything's gonna be great, blah, 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 blah. And you get pigeonholed. It's just that you as an individual, when you're put in a place of management or a place where you're making a ton of money, you feel like you have to let them mold you almost. You know what I mean? And it's it's a problem. Like it Well, you're putting a lot of faith in your leaders. 
to bring you up and teach you the right way. Because you, as a good leader, think that the leaders above you are going to do you like you're doing your guys. Right. And that's just not how it works in a big business. Yeah. It just, like, I don't want to be anti-big business, but that's just how it is. And well, it's and, a shit show sometimes. And ultimately, if you're listening to this show, it's because you don't want to work for somebody anymore. You want to eventually start your own company. So that's, like that's fine, right? Yeah, of um, course it is. And that's back, what we talk about. Back on the excuses versus reasons. <clears throat> the, it's, it's one thing to say you need to not be selfish, but it's hard to like understand. Like some people are so selfish, they don't even recognize it. And I'm not saying this in a bad way. Like this is society in general, right? Yeah. You're literally having to rewire your brain for yeah. all of that stuff. You have to literally, you have to consciously think, I'm not going to be this way and change the way your mind works. Well, let that's me, just how it is. One of my mentors, this is actually Ryan Stuman that says this. He says, where you place the blame is where the power goes. And if you want to become powerful someday, you place the blame on yourself, baby. then you got to place the blame on yourself. Yeah, right. 100%. So if I place the blame on my truck stock, then I'm removing my power. Right. Um, if I place the blame for not making a sale because the spouse wasn't there, then all of a sudden I am now powerless in that situation. And I, if you're powerless, you're of no use. That's an interesting way to think about it. Yeah. So, and, and so he, Ryan says this, he's got a whole talk on power versus force and it's, it's very admirable to want to become powerful, but you don't want to become forceful. Okay. Um, when countries are at war and they're taking over new territories and everything else, they're doing it by force, right? Yeah. That's bad. However, if you're powerful, you can become influential and you can get things to happen without having to use force. Okay. So, you know, wish the Democrats would realize that. Well, maybe, right. It is, <laughs> it is what it is there, but, it's but my, what I'm, that's my dagger for the show. Just, right. Well, I mean, part of that is kind of real, right? Like we had no yeah. wars under Trump. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's 100% because real. it's because he was very good at, at using his power, his influence to navigate the situation and create influence, yeah, right? Like, he hey, didn't have to use force. Yeah, he just had to look at him and say, hey, let's not do this because we don't want to be in a situation. Right. But just sometimes that's what it takes. But bring that back onto the very personal scale of, you know, I can't work out because I'm obese. Well, now you're placing the power on your obesity. How about you place the power on yourself? Yeah. Right? Place that blame on yourself. I can't work out because I'm obese, so I'm going to diet until I lose 100 pounds, and then I'm going to start working out. Yeah. Right? So that's taking an excuse and turning it into a reason, and a reason is a factual explanation for why things happen. And so now- or why once, things get done. Yeah. And so- so now once you understand the facts, you can literally build your plan around that, right? So um, the, the same goes for I lost the sale because the spouse wasn't home. Okay, that's an excuse. The reason is I didn't include the spouse. So now when you're building your plan around that, now you go into the next sales call going, you know, you're asking, do I need to include the spouse in this? Do I need to reference 
Do, do we need to yeah. call your husband? Yeah. And do so, I need to come back later this evening when he's home and we yeah, can discuss exactly. exactly what the options are going to be? I don't want to put you in a weird situation where you have to decide without him being here. Exactly. Or her being here. Exactly. And and so the overriding thing with all of this is when you start shifting the responsibility and the accountability onto yourself you start having conversations that you've never had to have before. And so they're uncomfortable at first, right? Most people, like like if you walk into a house and you're okay with all of these excuses, like let's say in the sales, in the sales <laughs> side of things, if you walk into a house and you're okay taking all of these excuses, didn't have the part on the truck, spouse wasn't home, couldn't get approved for financing, you know, they need to think about it. They're getting other bids, all of that shit. You're not a salesperson. You're an order taker. You are no better than the person at Starbucks. Well, you're the a, you're the girl answering the phone, guy a, answering the phone. Like a salesperson uses their power and their understanding of how individuals work to influence and alter the outcome. Okay? An order taker simply stands there and says, what would you like, yes or no? I'll do this. I'll do that. Okay. Gotcha down. Cool. Right. Yeah. And the worst, most dangerous salesperson you can have is an order taker that lands a big order. And then they try to, they try to claim salesmanship on that. Right. Yeah. They, they, the person would like, there, there are customers out there that don't need a salesperson. There are customers out there that are going to buy from you no matter what. Yeah, you walk in, you say, this is what you need, and they say, okay, do it. Like, like if, that's just how it is sometimes. If, if my truck gets totaled, I'm going to Ford, and I'm getting a new truck. The salesperson ain't working that hard. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't have a choice. I got to buy a new truck. Yeah. Exactly. That's So, like, my red truck, when mine got stolen, like, I went to four dealerships, couldn't find a used truck. Like I literally anyone could come up to me with anything that was decent and I was going to buy it. Yeah. Like I literally had to convince them to sell me the truck I have now. Right. I was like, I need something. Well, like, well, we just got the us on a trade and it's just, you know, we're not sure. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, sell me the truck. Right. Like what's the number on the truck? Right. Like, you know, you're begging yeah. to buy something. Right. Like that just happens. Yeah. Right? And, and so the, that's the worst kind of salesman you can have is the one that takes a big order and then tries to act like, well, it's because of my awesome sales skills. Right. Yeah. And the easy way to see through it is like, yeah, they don't make another one for three weeks. Well, or, <laughs> or they're coming up with all these excuses on the jobs before and after. Well, the spouse wasn't home on that one. Well, they couldn't get approved for financing yeah. on that one, but I sold this big one that you didn't sell it. You took the order. Right. Yeah. And so, and, and I, I totally get it. Sometimes the jobs just fall your way. Like that's Sometimes fine, they do. Yeah. but have the, have the discipline and have the accountability and the responsibility. Like, you know, an awesome salesperson would be like, yeah, I didn't even have to, like, they were just going to buy no matter what. Like I probably, they bought so fast. I probably like, I feel bad. Like I, I should have sold them some more stuff. I could have cranked the price up a little bit Yeah. because they bought so quick. Yeah, right? they, were, they were buying something no matter what. I should have gave them the high end option. That's a good salesman, yeah. right? The bad salesman is the guy who does normally poorly. And then all of a sudden takes a big order, not makes a big sale, takes a big order and then tries to claim it as a sale. Right? So where you place the blame, the power goes. And if you're constantly placing blame on all of these excuses, you're giving the excuses all the reasons why you suck. Yeah. And 
it's it sucks to suck. Nobody wants to suck, right? Well, until you start taking accountability for everything, you got you guys got to get your mind out of the gutter. What are you talking about? You're over here giggling like a schoolgirl. It sucks to suck. Nobody wants to suck. I have a mic in front of my face. (laughs) Did someone hear a giggle? I don't. I didn't hear a giggle. Austin, did you hear a giggle? Austin's over there. Yeah. Uh huh. Whatever. You guys Uh are conspiring against me. You know what? You son of a bitch. Don't (laughs) don't drag me down. So, as as you're listening to this show, if you're in a sales role, start taking accountability. Every sale you don't make is your fault. Every single one. Right. And guess what? It's okay to to not make every sale. Yeah. Like, don't act like you're a bad person because you didn't make every sale. Hell, Major League Baseball players strike out seven out of ten times at the best. Like, the best ones still strike out seven out of ten times. I like to think about it as, like, it's kind of grading on the curve. Like you were just saying, like, sometimes they're just order takers. That's the the bottom 10%. Right. The top 10% of when you're selling constantly. Like, you drop that off, too. Like... It, there are some sales you just can't make. Those are the top 10%. Yeah. There's some that you just get out of nowhere. Those are the bottom 10%. But there is literally 80% of the sales. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. 70% of the sales you can make no matter what. Right. Those are 100% on you, like you were just saying. 70%. Well, when I've had like, conversations. It's just, like, it's up to you. Yeah. I've had conversations with 80, my team yeah, where we've had a down sorry. month. And the guys are like, well, we're not getting enough calls. We need more calls. We need more calls and everything else. And I track everything, right? I track every opportunity. I track our conversion, which is how many opportunities versus how many sales. And I track our average tickets, right? And so my guys will be like, yeah, we we weren't getting enough calls. So of course our sales are going to be down and everything else. And I'm able to go back and be like, no, we usually convert at 70%. But for some reason this, this month we're converting at 55. Yeah. So what happened? And our average tickets low. And so if we get our average ticket back up to where it should be and we get our conversion back up to where it should be, making the same money, guys. we're making the exact same money. Yeah. So this wasn't a call volume issue. This was a performance issue on the, on the sales side of things. Yeah. Right. Maybe now I will say this, maybe the calls were different this month, but all it did was highlight our order takerness and highlight our deficiency in our salesmanship. Right. Yeah. And some, it, it, some months, yeah. Are easier than others. Yeah, and like I was saying, just to clarify, like it is exactly what you were saying. Those that ten percent last month that was easy is not now. Right. So you got to step up your game. Right. Like you didn't get that ten percent of just you know fastballs right down the middle. You didn't get it. Right. So you got to step up your salesmanship. Yeah. You know, but that means that the other ten percent at the other end of the spe- spectrum you did get. Yeah. You've just you have got to, um, you got to change your. What do I want to say? You've got to just change the way you approach things with those calls that you are getting that you have to work a little bit harder at. Right. You know, and close those sales. Well, the other thing you got to do too, like to tie this back into leadership and leaderships and everything else, like if you're one day aspiring to be a leader, you got to drop the fucking excuses. Nobody's going to appoint you a leader if your habit is to make an excuse for every deficiency you have, right? Nobody's going to appoint anybody a leader that doesn't take personal responsibility for their own actions. Like how in the heck are you going to get other people to take personal responsibility for their actions? If you don't even take personal responsibility for your own. Well, and when you, when you do take personal responsibility for your own actions, like you're a better employee, you're better at sales, you're better at managing guys. You're better. Like when, when 15 guys are together, they know that you're the leader. Right. Like, 
when you take accountability, your star rises. Like they will see that. Yeah. So even if you're not in a position where you are going to be the next leader, like you're saying, if you take personal responsibility, you will just, the cream will rise to the top. Well, like it's not, it's, it's easy to see the winners versus the losers, right? So if you don't think you're in a management role, but you say, hey, I'm going to take personal responsibility here. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to help out my other fellow employees. Right. Management is going to see that. Whether you're in the quote-unquote hierarchy of becoming the next manager. Right. Ultimately, here's another big problem as people are trying to transition into leaders is they they think that they don't have to work on that skill until they're appointed the job, right? That's what I'm saying. You got to do it before, baby. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, not training for football until you got the big contract? Like, nobody's going to give you the big contract until you've already somewhat proven that you've got potential, right? So you've got to go through, and you got to go through the motions ahead of time. You've got to be able to show them that you're the leader before they appoint you as the leader because no reasonable company is going to take a gamble and throw somebody into a leadership position unless they have a reasonable amount of assurance that that person is going to excel in that role, right? So, um, you know, if if you've got a chronic behavior of making excuses for every bit of poor performance you have, a leadership role is not in your future. Not yeah. with a good company anyway. I mean, I'm, maybe you strike into luck somewhere and somebody appoints you just based off a of tenure. I don't know. But like, like if, if I'm appointing a leader for anything, that person has to have a track record of personal accountability, of getting others to, to achieve an objective and all of this stuff. They don't have to be perfect at it, but they can't be on the opposite end of the spectrum from perfect. They can't be fleeing from responsibility every opportunity they can. They can't be showing up late and leaving early. Yeah. They can't be making excuses for why they aren't performing. You know, they like they they can't be they can't be the first one to cut out of work, right? They, when the going gets tough, if they're gone, that's yeah. not your leader, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, another another really cool saying that that floats around the circles that I'm in says that. If you do more than you get paid to do, eventually you'll get paid far more than what you actually do. And what that means is you're putting in all the work up front. You're training, you're preparing, you're, you're, Mm -hmm. you're training, you're physically, you're training mentally, you're rehearsing. Right. And, and, and so that way you're ready on game day. You stay ready. It's, it's weird. You say that I'm going to give one more example and Mitch is going to wrap this episode up. When I, um, I don't know if you remember this or not, but like, so when the heating and cooling company was really big and going mm-hmm. and we were kind of tied together, um, Jim was in charge. Paul was under him. Um, Jamie Brizendine was under him basically. And then there was a kid named Brandon. So there was four guys. Okay. And then there was me. Like I was the fourth guy. Right. Right. Like I literally, all I had been doing for three years was coming in and working. That's all. That's that's literally all I had been doing. Yeah. I was on time every day. I never called in sick. I just was working my ass off. One day there was a manager split. Jim left. Paul decided to go with him. Right. Right? That lasted for about two days, three days. Jamie left. 
because he got fired. They realized he couldn't do it. They had another kid that was laying out houses, and they were like, I think like a month later after that, they were like, dude, we're, you, what are we doing? Right. Fired that guy, right? They came to me one day and were like, hey, we're going to train you to lay out all the new houses, and you're going to be in charge of basically everything that has to do with new construction other than ordering equipment. Right. I looked right at him. I was like, what? Well, we think you're the only one that is responsible enough to do it. Like, literally, that's what they said. They were like, right. literally, we think you're the only one that's capable of doing it, was what they told me. Like, and at the time, I thought, like, I knew I was getting a pay bump, right? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do it. Like, you say all the time, say yes. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, I can do it. Dude, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. But I had already proven the fact that I was... Like, literally, what was the post that you saw? Was it in Tradewinds today? Like, I think uh, all you have to do is answer the phone and show up 90% of the time. Or show up, answer the phone every time, and show up when you say you're going to show up, and you're better than 90% of the group. Yeah. Like, literally, that's where I was at. That's what started my career, is literally I showed up every day, and I did what I said I was going to do. Yeah. Like, literally, that's all I did. Yeah. And they were like, okay, here you go. Good luck. Right. And they took me out there and they showed me how to size a house and how to, like, I knew, you know, how to install duck and everything. And they're like, hey, this is how we are getting to those sizes. This is what we're going to do. We're going to say, hey, this is the equipment we're putting in. Right. And you've got to take it from here. Yeah. Like, and a week later, literally, there were four guys underneath me and I had no freaking clue what I was doing. Yeah. It was all because I had just put in the work, put in the effort, and did what I said I was going to do yeah. by showing up every day. And not making excuses. Like, well, and, like literally, I did two things for a couple of years, and that's it. So the, you've always heard the saying, luck is where preparation meets opportunity, right? Right. Um, some people would say you lucked into that role because everyone else above you quit. And like one or way got to, fired, yeah. One way to look at that was you weren't the best candidate. You were the only option. Yeah, right? of course. And, and I'm not saying that. I'm saying some people would no, look I, at it that way. I completely understand. But... Luck is where preparation meets opportunity. And so if you're not prepared, you'll never capitalize on the opportunity. And so there's a lot of people that are running around choosing not to prepare for a leadership role until the opportunity is there. Yeah. Well, it's going to go right by you because they're not going to pick you because you're not prepared. right? Right. So that's why I say you have to do more than you're paid to do up front. And eventually you'll get paid far more than you actually do. Yeah, because doing more than you're paid to do is you preparing for the opportunity. You don't know when the opportunity comes. Right. Yeah. And so like a lot of people are like, well, this guy's the newly appointed manager, so they're not going to need a new manager for years. So I'm not training to be I'm not going to prepare to be a manager for years. Well, that guy could get smacked by a bus tomorrow. And now all of a sudden they need a new manager or he could get lured away to a different company. And now all of a sudden they need a new manager on Tuesday and then be out by Friday. You don't know. You never know. You never know. So you got to be preparing yourself the entire time. So I mean, like, what do we talk about? Trade wins. You have to be prepared. Stay ready. Stay ready. Yeah. Your opportunity is coming. Yep. Stay ready 24 seven. Right. That's right. So, Um, before we wrap it up, I want to tell you a funny story about something that happened today. So I'm at the gym and high profile story. Yeah. Well, high profile customer calls me. Okay. And first medley. Yeah. So they need a, they need a drain cleared. Right. So I leave the gym, go straight to their house. Do I know this person? And you'll find out. 
What the um, fuck does that mean? Just so, like, damn it. Got me three F bombs. Awesome. They're good. Yeah, just. So I'm at the gym. High profile customer calls. It's Mitch's fault. I leave the gym, go straight to their house, and they got a clogged sink in their master bedroom, right? And they didn't even have the courtesy to like get all the shit out from underneath the sink. I hate that. Right. And so I, it's not that I hate it, but it takes me 20 minutes to get their crap out. Right. So then uh, I get all done with the drain auger, and now they don't want to pay the bill. What? And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Well, then they come on me with like some sexual advancement trying to do like favors instead of the bill. Right. I didn't know you were gay. And so I'm like, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. Right. So, you know, I love where this finally, I'm like, look, it's either pay the bill or I'm leaving. Right. And so they refuse to pay the bill. And so I'm not doing work for my wife anymore. <laughs> We're done. I thought you said high profile client. That's pretty high profile. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like the worst dad joke ever. Yeah, like I is. thought it was going to be like someone from Sandy's or like something entertaining. No. <sighs> yeah. You ever go to a show and be disappointed? Go to a show. Yeah. Like a Broadway show or a movie or. Oh, was was my joke a letdown I'm for you? Disappointed, no, man. He's, he's gonna have Dang to get a, get a fix at some point. Like he's gonna get some alcohol or get you nah. know. Dude, I'm fiending. I'll tell you that I am like going through. So I'm on like day twenty something of seventy five hard. Our, we made it through Thanksgiving, right? And yeah. four You're day on weekend. Day like Fifteen. No, I'm on. I'll pull it up right now. Pull it up. I am like on day twenty three. Twenty three. Um, wow. So. Made it through the holiday weekend, and we give our guys Thursday and Friday off paid for Thanksgiving. You we give them a four-day weekend. We okay? call that America. Yeah. So, um, which is crazy. Like, like it's unheard of. It, it's not it's all not that unheard of. It's not all but that. You usually have a couple guys running service or well call like emergencies and stuff. What I'm saying, it's not all that common that plumbing companies don't work nights and weekends. Right. Mm. On top of that, I will say that yeah. the busiest day for a plumbing company is the day after Thanksgiving. Is and, it really? Yeah. Too many poop clogs. They call it Brown Friday. <laughs> all the families in town, all the food went down the disposal. Thank God. Systems I'm not get a overloaded. Plumber. Right. So uh, we're closed plumbing, on that new day. Construction. Right. That's it. <laughs> so all the families in town, you know, we don't have work to think about for a couple of days. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to check out a work and enjoy the family and everything else. And they're all drinking. We're playing drinking games, and, and here I am just. How sitting, are you playing drinking games? I'm drinking my water. I'm enjoying the game, First but drinking off, my water. I'm not letting anyone play with me. Like you got to sit out. Like everyone else can play. You got to sit out. You can't sit at the table and then like. Yeah. That, well. Stop. That's what I'm saying. That was a that was a hard thing. Like we even went out on the town one night and went to a bar and stuff like that. And here I am DD'd. drinking my water. You DD'd, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just good on you. I replaced my alcohol with sugar free energy drinks, but you can only have so many of those before you uh, like have a heart attack. Dude. So that day that we had the event, I thought you were gonna die. Yeah. Well, you had like twelve. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I thought your your eyes were like I it's, mean, they were humongous. They were like half dollars. I thought is, you were going to die. And this, you almost did. You had that cramp, and then everyone called. It's it's a bigger challenge than what I thought, but it's not in the areas that I thought. I thought the outdoor workouts through winter would be the hardest part. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're not easy. Yeah. But, like, today I had the opportunity to get my walk-in in the sunlight. And so, like, 41 degrees and sunny is a whole different ball game than, like, 36 in 
at 8 p.m. when it's pitch dark. Well, I was going to say, when it's dark and it's 20 and the wind's blowing, yeah. like, that's cold, dude. That's like, yeah. When that's, the sun's out, okay. And I've had two walks in the rain where my shoes are getting fucking soaked, and it's like 39 degrees you and raining. You have, like, some boots? It's just a walk. It's, it's a fast walk. It's a really fast walk. Like, I, I might, I could jog slower than I'm walking. I'll say that. Like, my calves... You know, you could put boots on and walk further. I probably could. Like, it's not... Like, you. we talked about it earlier. You could dictate yeah. your workout. Yeah. Well, it's just got to be 45 minutes. I know. But... Well, you just walk slower and go further. Yeah. We'll see. I am going mean, to... It can't be... It can't be wet too much more. Like, give me the snow over the wet. It's supposed to rain this weekend. I know. I got to time it around the rain. I'm going to... I'm going to do it again. Like, I feel... I doubt it. I feel great. No, I f- literally. So, the two things that I've kept up. So it's tomorrow day one. Three, the three things I've kept up. I've been reading every day. I've been doing two workouts every day. They haven't been full forty-five minutes. And I haven't had any. So I haven't had any red meat and kept my protein diet up. Yeah. So I feel a lot better than I did when I started. Yeah. So. I mean, I feel amazing. So this leg cramp thing that that's a yeah, thing. That's, yeah, you said you sound like it. You, well, you feel like you sound like you feel great. The, <laughs> Wait till he sees the video. Like he looks oh like my God. Yeah, you look yeah. like you were gonna die, dude. The so that happened a couple of weeks ago. I walked into a customer's home and I knelt like I I kneeled down to pet their dog. It squatted. I squatted down did to you pet their dog. It or did you just say? Oh, no. oh Yeah, ah! I was screaming just like that, right? <laughs> and the customer's like, "Oh my God!" And I'm like, "It's fine." It's you know, fine. Give me a minute. Ah, I'm doing a workout that's ridiculous. Ah! <laughs> it's not like that. It's yeah. No. I I don't know. So yeah. it, it it just is what it is. I just need some potassium and I'm I'm good. So that's a, that's the thing. Your diet has to be. You got your diet's got to be on point. And it's I I don't want to say diet. Your nutrition has to be on point. And if your diet doesn't match your curriculum for the works workouts you're doing, it's not going to work. Right. Like you can't do it. Well, and let's be honest. Like that's why I failed. Like Janine thought I was going to die. If it was a walk in the park, they'd call it seventy five easy, and anybody could do she it. She looked at me. She was like, "You look like a skeleton." I was like, "I feel fine." Right. She's like, "Your eyes are sunk into your head." And then like seven o'clock at night, I'm falling asleep, and I'm like, "I don't." Like I had still had a workout. I was like, I don't think I can. Like I don't think I can make it. When my so I went to so it's about at seven thirty. <laughs> I went and had an annual physical done, and the last time I went and had an annual physical, they told me that my testosterone at three twenty, at two eighty and three twenty, that's normal, right? And she's like, I'm not going to recommend anything, and I'm like, Well, is normal optimal? Like what? Like is nor? Are we saying that's normal because it's common? They don't know what optimal really is. Oh, they do. No, they don't. They have a guesstimation off of people that have said, hey, check my testosterone. Right. So if you've never had it checked, so that the 80% of the population that's never had it checked, like they don't have those numbers to check off of optimal. Well, like, so they don't really know. Yeah. But going back to the excuse thing, right? Like they don't know. The, if, if you're a man in your 40s and your testosterone's in the low 300s or high 200s, you're lacking energy, you're lacking ambition, you're lacking drive, you're lacking endurance when it comes to physical activities. Lacking based off in comparison to what? Where you could be, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. You don't know where you could be. Well, and that's what... That, because at 40... Because 80% of the people haven't had their testosterone checked at 42. So, like... 
you can only go off of the 20%. Like, so you don't know where you could be. They're checking it, it at every, be, it could be lower. It could no, be. Here's the problem. They're, it's, it's not 80% that haven't have it checked. Every physical you do, or they do blood work, they're checking it. Only but, if you ask them to check no, it. No. I had to ask them at my last one at 41. I said, Hey, I want to know what my testosterone is. She's like, well, we can add it to the spectrum. Okay. And well, then they, they added it and they checked it. They check it online every time, whether I ask them to or not. That's what I'm saying. Not everyone is being checked. Well, no one, not everyone's being checked. But here's the thing. And not to mention, do you know how, what the percentage of, of men that go to the doctor is at our age? Yeah, it's probably not 100%. It's like nothing. Yeah. Dude, 100%. It's like 25% go. Well, so what I'm getting <laughs> at, it. though, is the excuses say that, oh, yeah, you're 40. You're not supposed to have drive. You're not supposed to have energy. Welcome to 40. You're not supposed to want to fuck your wife. Welcome to 40. You're not supposed to want to get out of bed and, and charge into the day. Welcome to 40. You're supposed to get winded when you walk one mile, right? That's that's just how they they do all that. Welcome to 40. You're 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 depressed from time to time. Or maybe your testosterone's and and other things, it's not just tests, it's other things. Maybe your yeah. hormones are out of alignment. Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm not I'm not discounting those things. I'm just saying you can't blame everything on that. No, no, no. You can't you know blame I mean? it. You can't blame it on that. Like my testosterone like we talked about this the other day. Like mine was like three times yours. Right. And like, I still feel like I'm low sometimes, but right. other times I feel like if you get in my way, I'll stab you and beat you to death. Like, right. you know what I mean? So it's not like for me, that's not the factor. It's something else. Yeah. Well, what they like would rather get do down and get tired and stuff. What they would rather do is say, okay, here's some Viagra pills to make your dick hard. And here's some pills to make you like happy pills to make you think you're happier than you actually are. We going against big pharma. Well, we're gonna start, dude. I'm, if you want to start it, we'll start it. No, I'm, I, I'm on board with you. I'm, I'm not you going against. It? I'm not going against big pharma. I hate big pharma. <laughs> what I'm saying is, they would, and this isn't just that. He's serious. When they he's would, this. they would rather prescribe you diabetic stuff and insulin than tell you you should lose weight. Yeah, they'd rather they'd rather give you Ozempic and then take that in, instead of telling you to stop eating. Right. Yeah. Right. They would rather staple your stomach yeah. instead of like, right? Like, like, why would you let someone take that stuff instead of just working hard? Well, to each their own on all that. No, not to each their own. Why would you do that instead of doing the hard work? Because we live in a society where you can jumpstart it with medicine. Right? You, so right, like you, were, you, you take a morbidly like, obese person and you have them staple their stomach you're going to get rapid results right away. And it's perfectly healthy to staple your stomach. Right. And then while that's going on, they're developing. Okay. The, while that's going on, you're developing the discipline to eat less. Right. And it's, <laughs> it, it's the same with Ozempic. I love Ozempic I, I love prevents you. you from overeating. And then while that's going on, it trains you what's the proper amount to eat. See, a lot of people are so far off on what's right. They don't have any good influences to know what's right that they don't even know where they're failing. They don't even know where they're going wrong. I know. I right? love I I love you. The point you were making was against just taking a pill and getting an instant result instead of getting to the root core and then dealing with it and then at at the exact same time we're saying it's okay to take diet drugs and get a surgery. Right. We call that being a hypocrite. 
No, no, no. Like you can't, the, you can't, the, you can't argue both points at the exact same time. Absolutely, you can. The different, the reason the medical society pushes one or the other is one's approved by insurance and the other is not. Taking testosterone is not approved by insurance, so they don't push it because they can't sell it. Uh, Ozempic is not approved by insurance, and so they don't push it because they can't sell it. Stapling your stomach is not approved by insurance unless you are so morbidly obese it becomes a life or death problem, and then it is. But for most people, it's not. It's an elective surgery, so they can't get it covered under insurance, so they don't push it. It's no different than a boob job, right? If you want a boob job, it's not covered by insurance. You're going to have to pay out of pocket for that. Well, but that's, boob, boob jobs sell themselves. That Right? I, I mean, yes, but that's like one of those things that in a rare case does not affect your health. Right. But like, like that's that's but, like comparing an apple to an acorn that I picked up last week. But like what that's I'm that's just those those two things. You can't compare those two things. What I'm saying, though, is like if they don't approve uh, because Viagra is approved and because antidepressants are approved. They're going to prescribe those instead of fixing the root cause, which might be a hormone imbalance. And you solve the hormone imbalance, which isn't covered by insurance, but you solve the hormone imbalance. And now all of a sudden you don't need Viagra and you don't need antidepressants because your hormones are back where they need to be. Right. Yeah. But, but you, they go the other route simply because it's approved by and insurance. Well, and that being said, I think the hormone imbalance thing is going to, it probably will be covered by insurance very shortly. Yeah, that, I've like, heard I've heard talks that like Ozempic is about ready to be covered by insurance, and if insurance was fucking smart, they would absolutely do it. So for so so Ozempic, so for everyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, Ozempic people have been taking it that aren't diabetic, so that they can lose weight. Yeah, um, they're Ozempic's coming out with a drug that's basically taking that part of the science, and then you can use just use it for weight loss. Yeah, and so it's not taking away from the, the diabetes. So there'll be two drugs there. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, and I only bring all this stuff up to bust Mitch's balls because frankly, I like doing it. Well, and, and like (laughs) on the spectrum, like, like I don't get a lot of joy if, if you get the stuff that we talk about sometimes, but once in a while, I got to get my little nugget. Let's, let's say you got a vitamin D deficiency. You can either solve it by eating the right foods and getting enough sunlight, or you can take a pill. Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. That's very interesting you say that. Right. I have a vitamin D deficiency. No matter what I eat, it's not enough. Right. So I have to take D3. Right. But and that's not cheating the system or anything else. Like you're do you're taking ownership. You're taking control. Yeah. You're saying, fuck the excuses. I'm doing what it takes to get the results as fast as I can get them. Right. And well, I just, I, we're arguing two different points. The point on the Ozempic that I was bringing up is there's, I cannot eat enough vitamin D to make it happen. Right. Someone that, can lose weight, can do the workouts totally, and change their diet and get there, but they don't and they cheat and then they take Ozempic. It's, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't call that cheating. Uh, it's a hundred percent cheating. That's like, it's a hundred percent cheating. That's, that's like the, that's like the person with type two diabetes getting on insulin instead of losing weight. Right. That's also cheating. Well, right. <laughs> you can, you can stop eating 
Right. right. Like, so, it, so it's cheating because they can just take that. It, like, so if, if they have diabetes and no matter what their diet is, they can't regulate their blood sugar and they have to take the insulin, that's not cheating. But if they can stop eating or stop eating sugar and regulate their blood sugar but choose not to and then take insulin, that's cheating. It, it's cheating. It's, well, it's not cheating. It's a path to faster results. No, it's cheating. It's, you, what, so, you're, you're, not, you're not making the personal sacrifice and you're not showing discipline because you can't, quote unquote, do it. Yeah. Because why? Because you're too lazy? No. You don't have the discipline to do it? No, they want results faster it. than the traditional methods will allow. Yeah, and it's a lack of discipline. Okay, but in a nation where money buys you time, buy all the time you can. If, if I want to lose, if, a, it, if, I'm, if I'm 300 pounds and I want to lose the weight as fast as possible, I'm going to go get my stomach stapled. Right? That's, that's, that's apples and oranges. Why? What do you mean, why? You're, you're, you're saying can, it's cheating. It, it is cheating. Okay. Well, if I can... That is also cheating. Right. But if I reduce my diet and everything else, then it might take me two years to lose the weight. We preach on this show and in trade wins, the whole reason you're doing 75 hard is because it creates discipline. Yeah, I'm increasing a, my level of discipline. To make you a better person, right? Yeah. Like that's that's the whole point of seventy five hard. Yes, and the whole point of listening to the podcast. Right, is to create personal discipline. Yeah, if you just cheat and run to the front of the line, like if 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 I were to do the seventy five hard thing and just click yes on every day and everything that I did, and then looked better, like hey look I'm awesome. Right, I, I did the deal. Like I'm in the shape I wanted to be at the end. That's cheating. Yes, 100%. 100%. But but what you're saying is like Austin hand washes his car once a week. I go to the car wash because it's faster. Am I cheating because I'm paying more money to speed up the results? No. Austin has a higher level of discipline because he's hand washing his. He has to set aside more time. He has to go out there when it's cold. He has to get out and put his hands in the cold water. That's not discipline. Sure that's, it is. To, to go out in the cold every, once one day every week on not, your car wash day? That's, that's not discipline. It absolutely is discipline. It would take discipline to, to tell yourself you're going to do that, but that's not... You're, you always want to compare apples to oranges. Those, no. are not, those are not one and the same. Yes, it absolutely is. No, it's yeah. not. It can't... No, it's not. In, uh, ultimately... If medical technology is there for you to speed up results and you can afford it, it's not cheating to use it. Then why wouldn't you just take anabolic steroids and not do 75 hard? I'm not doing 75 hard to get jacked. No, you're doing it for discipline. Right. Right. But like, And to get jacked. I'm not above taking anabolic steroids. I've never done it, but I'm not above it. Then why wouldn't you just do that to get your what you want? Because, you are not... Because you... You are not... You think I'm doing 75 hard to get jacked. One of my goals is to have a six-pack by the end of it. But the overriding goal is my business grows. Last time I did 75 hard, my business tripled. Has it tripled so far? Well, we're only 20 days in. No, I'm just asking. Uh, no, but we are setting a company. I lost myself. Yeah, in, you. Lo- mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. Um, 
There hey, it is. This is back. Mic. I, I got a bad mic cable. I got ten mic um, cables at the house. I'll bring one. Well, I think it just depends on what your goals are. If your goal are, if your goals is to be a better disciplined person, then it's cheating. But if because you're cheating on what your goal is. But if your goal is to just get to whatever the fastest result is, no matter what. Then you know to yourself is not cheating. It just, I guess, just depends. Well, it's all, and, and it's discipline all, it's is all also perspective. Well, discipline is subjective too, oh, right? Same thing as perspective. I'm, but yeah. I'm more disciplined in some areas than David. David is more disciplined in some areas than me, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm better or worse, or it doesn't mean you're better or worse, right? So some people can be incredibly disciplined in one area, but they need assistance to speed up the results in another area, and. It, it just kind of depends, right? However, it's it's no different than like somebody like, like going back to getting your stomach stapled. Yes, obviously you could eat less. You could overnight snap your fingers, have better discipline, eat less, and achieve the same results. Yeah. However, it's kind of nice to to put a measure in place that helps give you a layer of security. If you staple your stomach, you cannot overeat. It's impossible, right? Now, there, believe it or not, there are people that staple their stomach and they just eat continuously all day long. Yeah, and they pop that thing out and, and they just keep growing. Well, they don't pop it out. They just defy the purpose, right? The whole purpose of stapling your stomach is so you feel full after eating much less. And, and that's, that's my point in general. If you try to jump the string, per se, and try to take the easy way out, you will never develop the discipline that it's going to take yeah. to maintain that level of success. 100%. That was my whole point yeah. 15 minutes ago. Like, but. if you don't, like, people will never get better and maintain their success and be where they want to be if they don't have the discipline to keep them there. Right. Okay, if you take the short way out all the time, you will always try to take the short way out. Yeah. Okay. Like, take, and, and take most an of the time, and most of the time, that's the route to failure. Yeah. Like all you will do is bounce back and forth. If you do seventy-five hard and complete it and move forward, you're not going to lose that lack of discipline that you gained. Right. If you jump forward and take anabolic steroids and work out and get ripped, you're going to take for granted what it took to get there, and you're going to fall back. Almost now, all the time. So, I, ironically, on the steroid thing, I've, I've watched a couple of interviews about that, and there's not a single bodybuilding champion that will attribute steroids to anybody's results. They were like, you can give steroids to anybody. Steroids don't make you strong. What makes you strong is how hard you work in the gym. Steroids may speed up the results, but you, I take steroids and never set foot in the gym. We ain't getting jacked like steroids. No, you still have to work in the, out in the gym, but it, it, it speeds up your muscle recovery. So it allows you to work harder more often yeah, is ultimately what it muscle does faster. Right. And people that can't work out in the gym without seeing results, like it keeps them motivated yeah. to gain those muscles. Right. Like that's just how it is. But discipline is a journey for anybody, right? Take it, take an alcoholic. It's easy to tell an alcoholic, like just stop drinking. But earlier in their journey, they may have to remove all the alcohol from their house, right? They don't want to be tempted with the alcohol in their house because they don't at that, at that point in their journey, they don't have the discipline to say no. 
right? So they have to be alcohol free for a while. They have to feel what that's like. They have to learn that feeling and learn that and build that level of discipline. Yeah. And then eventually the spouse can have alcohol in the house or eventually they can go out to dinner where other people are drinking now that they've built the discipline to say no. But early in the game, you have to remove the temptation away. And so anytime on a long enough journey, to your point, to maintain results, it will take discipline. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You can't shortcut it. Otherwise, you're giving a type two diabetic insulin for the rest of their life. And now the insulin is is the crutch. Right. Whereas where it should be is like, hey, get your health in order and then we can get you off of the insulin. The insulin yeah. is a temporary fix. Yeah. But we'll get you off of it eventually if you increase your level of discipline. Right. Yeah. No different with stapling your like I've had several friends get their stomach stapled. And they did it. They, they'll flat out admit it. I didn't have the discipline to not eat. So I stapled my stomach. Yeah. And that forced me into a new level of discipline. And now that I've got all this progress, now I've got motivation to maintain the level of discipline. Right. It's kind of hard to have that motivation when you're 400 pounds and you can't eat. You know, you, you can't hold that discipline, right? Same with those Olympics, same with, you know, all of those kind of cheater type things, right? Is you're going to do it in the short term to speed up results, but the long-term results only come with levels of discipline. So it's, it's you know, on a long enough stretch, all of that stuff kind of carries across. But I don't, like, if you've got the money to pay for it, I don't view it as cheating at all. Cheaters. Yeah, whatever. Well, I think there is a difference between completely giving up the ability and then being smart and removing the temptation, like with the alcohol thing. I still see that as different than Ozempic or the stepping stomach because if you, like by removing alcohol, like you still have the ability, but like if you've taken Ozempic, like I see those as two different things. Like one's removing the temptation and the other one is like just like Enabling an the temptation. Yeah, the other one is just like a, Oh, I'm passing, you know, the excuse or responsibility on to this, whatever. So that's why I see that's different. Like, I think it's, you know, removing alcohol is, is different than. Well, like stapling your stomach is removing your ability to overeat. Well, you're removing temptation when you staple your stomach, because no matter how tempted you are, you can't physically eat it. Well, that's what I'm making the distinction. One's removing the ability and the other one is making a choice to remove alcohol from the house. Like you're not actually removing the ability versus like with the stomach you're actually like literally that's how i think it's cheating you're actually taking away that ability yeah but i mean you can overwork each system right like you can have your stomach stapled and still not lose weight just because you're eating all day long like you can find your way around it but the um, whole my my whole point is and we're gonna wrap this up but like Like, my whole point is people shouldn't take the easy way out because what they're doing is cheating themselves. Yeah. Ultimately, the, the hard way is of, always the best way. Of the discipline. Yeah. And they are, they're literally, they're, they're just cheating themselves. That being said, and I didn't say this at the beginning because I just wanted to see what Mitch had to say and I like prodding his brain. It's just a lot of fun. I don't care what people do. Like literally, I literally, I care not. Right. It makes no difference to me. This is America. You do whatever the hell you want. Right. I didn't say that at the beginning because I wanted to get Mitch's actual perspective of what he thought. 
I don't care. Right. Do whatever the hell you want. You got money, do it. Like it, it affects me and my personal decisions in no way. Right. Right. That being said, if you're going to cheat at anything, just realize that you're only cheating yourself and you're not developing that personal growth that gets you to the next level. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Well, like before we started up the show, we were talking about like building your first business. You got everything on you and it's a long, slow process to see results. Yeah. But then if you sell your first business for a million and then you go on to your second business, it's a whole lot easier to build that second business because you got some cash to work you with. You got money to invest. You can buy speed, right? Yeah. Instead of having to go knock doors. You can doors, buy time. Yeah. Instead of having to go knock doors personally, you can pay for marketing. Instead of having to do everything yourself, you can hire somebody right out of the gate. Whereas yeah, that first business, you couldn't, right? Yeah. So you're still sacrificing something, whether it's time or money. Right. You're yeah. you're like we've said on the show before, poor people spend time to save money and wealthy people spend money to save time. Ultimately, if you're wealthy enough to afford the shortcut to save time, that's great. But yes, it's universally accepted that without an increased level of discipline, that fortune will soon go away. And whatever that fortune is, that fortune might be weight loss. That fortune might be. You know, a yeah. fitness thing. It might be muscle. Like it could it, be all kinds of stuff. You it, could. It, you it could, applies to a lot of things. You could pump money into steroids to get your muscles big. Yeah. But if you don't change your diet and eat and work out in a certain way to maintain those muscles, well, then you're gonna have to be on steroids for the rest of your life in order to maintain it. Right. Right. So it. Right. 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 Using the money to buy the medical things to speed up time is different than just outright cheating. Yeah. So. I'm still on the other side with that, so but I mean it's okay to disagree. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I don't disagree at all. I, I was disagreeing to probe Mitch's brain. Yeah. I I don't care what anyone does. It it, it affects me in no way. Do what you want. Like right. I just mm. I like to literally like take a wine corkscrew and just pour it into Mitch's brain <laughs> and then see what he says. See what the thoughts like, are. Yeah, I just I it's good for the show, it's good for me. I like to just like yep. you know, test that brain power. Yeah. So I used to be really judgmental and I would like judge people. Oh, that's cheating or all oh, that, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. No, and I, I, I literally like, is that I, I don't no, care. I know. I'm not saying I just, you, I'm not saying you're being judgmental. I'm saying like, I used to like deep down think that. Oh really? I'd, I'd see an obese person and I'd be like, fucking loser. Like not like lack of discipline, like get your yeah. shit together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. come and, on, what are you doing? And now I'm transit. Like I was wasting a lot of bandwidth and a lot of energy stressing out about other people's you, problems. You still do that. Yeah. You've, you've transitioned from obese people to like other things. Yeah. Like it still bothers you. And, and like I used to meet people and I would immediately think of like, where are they lacking discipline? Where are they wrong and everything yeah. else? Right. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started like making a conscious effort to accept people for who they are, let them run their own race. They do them. I'll do me. That that's really opened up a lot of doors to where it's like, you know, I probably do stuff where people would think I'm cheating, you know, or but, just like, yeah, why is he doing that? Why would he, why yeah. would he waste? Why would he I'm trying to think of an example for you? Why would I waste two why or three hours once a week to do a podcast? Right. They, they don't see you, the long term return on. Yeah. That. Why would you why would you buy a new truck every two years? Right. Or every, you know what I mean? Right. Like like for me, I, I'm good with one truck. I'll drive that some bitch till the axle falls off. I don't yeah. care. Mitch 
every two years he's getting a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think of Mitch as like, why would you do that? Right. Like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me, whatever. Mm-hmm. But other people are probably like, what a fucking idiot. You yeah. know? Damn and, it. Five. And, and Sorry, so, Austin. No, you're, do, you're yeah, doing Yeah, some great. of that uh, is just the ability to let people do them for how yeah. they think they can do them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I noticed, too, like, I, it was night and day when you made that switch. Like, you were like two different people. Like, after you made that switch of like, you had the conversation with me about being like, you know, uh, you're talking about a you know a specific person. Like, you know, they're ultimately going to do them, and as much as I want this for them, they don't want it. Or if, you know, I'll just let it be up to them. Yeah, you can't want more for somebody than they want for themselves. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, like, you can try to coach them or say, hey, you know, whatever. I care about you. This and that. I think you should do this. But if they don't want to take the time to get into that position, yeah, it's up to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no there's no reason that you personally should like let that weigh on you. There's right. nothing you can do. There's a lot of people that waste a lot of mental anguish on other people's problems. Oh man, dude. It's and America. It's, it's crazy. People got nothing to do. Yeah, that's the whole purpose of it's, reality it's like TV. That, it's like from um God, what's that movie? Oh, it's fr- I think it's Friday or next Friday. Um like that uh there's a girl in it and she's always messing about everybody's problems and he just looks at his buddies like bitch gotta get a job. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just like, cause she's all she's doing is just worrying about him the whole, the yep. whole movie. Yeah. I think it's the first Friday. Ice Cube says that he's like, bitch got to get a job. Like, Maybe. you know what I mean? Like it just, that's yeah. a great movie. I haven't seen Friday in a while. I haven't watched it ever. I don't You've never seen Friday. I've, I've seen clips and highlights. Oh but. man, it's great. Um, I think it's let's, Friday. let's get this thing wrapped up. We're two hours into it. So we're probably going to have to split this show into two shows. So that's Austin's job. Um, I just show up. I just show up. And talk. If, if this show brought you insight, if it gained you a perspective in a certain area, if it made you think about things in a different way, please do us a favor and go to whatever app you're listening to this on and give us a five-star review or a thumbs up. If you're on YouTube or whatever the case may be. Um, also, if this show made you think about uh, somebody in your life that could benefit from the information we talked about, pull out your phone, hit the share button and send this episode to that person. Tell them like, Hey, listen to this. This is that problem you're going through. So, uh, until next time, guys, we will see you later.